We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You're listening to One More Thing. Oh, and One More Thing. Wait a minute, there is one more thing I forgot about. Just one more thing. But we do have one more thing. Oh, and one more thing. That one more thing really comes back to our theme for today. It is one more thing. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. From the Dixon Trouble studio in Victor, New York, you're listening to another episode of One More Thing. My name is Andrew Knobloch. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 71. And of course, I need to bring in the co-hostess with the mostest, Mike McGinnis. Mike, welcome back. Listen, I try to keep it real, Andrew. And the realest thing right now, got a good podcast for you. Got a pretty good <laughs> podcast for us. Why don't you introduce those who are sitting around the table with us? Oh, we've got some very special guests today. Um, starting with right across from me, uh, just so everybody knows, we have Claire Mannion. She's from St. Bonaventure, and most people don't know this, but we're going to break it open, wide open right now. She's been an intern for us in the social media and content world, and she also is a radio DJ for the number one ranked college radio station in the country. Pachigow! Claire That's Mannion. That's true. <laughs> Claire, it's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Claire, uh, about how long ago did you find out you were going to be on this? Um, About 25 minutes That's ago. That's how there we, we go. roll. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Who else we got, Mike? And to my right, it's our guest of honor. There, I heard he was going to be making his way through the studio. We managed to grab him right out of the hallway as he was flying by. Um, and uh, he, does a, he does a lot of things here. But the main thing that we're going to be talking about today... A little bit of Google. I've got the VP of Digital Media and Google Insider, as I like to call him, Scott Ensign. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Scott, uh, Google is times they are a-changing. Like, what's going on? They are. Yeah, so earlier in July, there was a big event, Google Marketing Live, that they do every year. And this year, they announced that they're basically changing the name of everything that you know about <laughs> about the Google marketing side of things. So... Uh, the double-click suite of tools, which we use a lot here at Dixon Schwabel, is all changing. Um, for those who may not know, uh, Google bought DoubleClick years and years ago. DoubleClick's been around forever as an ad server, as a demand-side platform, as a search management tool. So they're bringing that all under one platform along with their premium analytics products. They're calling that the Google Marketing Platform. And the goal there is to kind of bring together media buying and management. Um, and measurement of of that media into one platform, uh, which is, I think, has a lot of really cool potential. Do they think that people were getting confused? Why now? Um, I think people were getting confused. And so maybe people told them how confused they were over time. Uh So Google's had a lot of different products uh, that didn't necessarily play together in a really native way, which, which was challenging for folks. So even on the Google Analytics side of the house, you have you know your standard Google Analytics that just about everybody uses on their website, and then a premium analytics product, which you know most recently, even before this change, was known as Google Analytics 360. Uh, but the the kind of cost of entry to that product is very high, and uh, the integrations with that product are ones that you know take a high level of of marketing technology sophistication. So I think part of the the goal here is to to bring this together into one thing that's more usable, more accessible to people that will ultimately, you know, from Google's perspective, get people to buy more advertising, um, which they're pretty good at doing. Is, is this a case nice. of like, okay, it's going to go down two paths, I feel like. We're taking two things, we're bringing them into one, it's simplifying. Is this a case of 
forget everything you thought you knew because <laughs> we are you know brand new and shiny or is this oh no we still got the same old same old but we're uh got a new uh you know exterior going on yeah so uh, the latter i think okay. i would i would say by and large the the capabilities of platforms are not changing i mean it's a, a double click has been the de facto ad server and digital media for a long time double click started in the early um heady days of the internet before the dot-com uh, so i mean yeah. we're talking this is the folklore days yahoo excite lycos alta vista the glory uh, days mike, for some mike and andrew are looking at me yeah like what what, what the hell are, are you talking you about talking about <laughs> um you guys might may remember pdas um it was mm. it was during that time everyone had a flip phone if they had a phone at all so uh, that's been around forever. Then that's kind of the, the the change there is a little jarring for those of us who have been doing digital media for a long time, just because that name is kind of synonymous with online advertising, yeah. and they are sunsetting it completely. Part of that is, you know, the name Double Click is kind of evocative of a desktop experience for mm. obvious reasons, and the world is moving to touch and to voice, and the marketing stuff is following along with it. So it it does kind of sound like an old school type of name. Um, but the, the capabilities of the platform are the same. I mean, we log in every day to these platforms and really the main thing that's changed right now is the little name and icon <laughs> logo. So it still kind of looks the same. It looks the same. It's got the same gears. All of the same tubes and wires yeah, are still yeah, yeah. firing. Okay, you good. know, it makes the same noises when you try to do something <laughs> weird. Everything's, everything's the same. Got to look under the hood Underneath every once in a while. Um, but I think the main thing is that is not so much what's changing today, but what this kind of tells us about where things are going, which is that there is this integration between paid media buying and behavioral signals. So the cool thing about that is Google has all of this really, really rich behavioral data, as you guys know, I'm sure everyone listening uses Google in one form or another or is signed into a Google product, either on your phone, your desktop, your tablet, so all of those things are constantly throwing off data about you and you're floating in and out of these affinity and in-market audiences based on those things. And so we can, we can now target um, in a much more integrated way. And this, this name change doesn't really change what we're able to do today, but I think it changes what's coming tomorrow or at least gives us a really good indicator of what's coming up next. What, uh, is that what has you the most excited is the targeting capabilities or is there anything else with it? Like what, what really gets you excited when you go in to help our clients with these tools? Yeah, I think the, the audience targeting capabilities is just the coolest thing. I mean, the best thing about digital media is that it is accountable in ways that, you know, was 10, 15 years ago was unthinkable. So one of, one of the really most, the most exciting things that has come out recently is uh, what Google calls these custom intent audiences. And so that's where you can buy based on uh, something, a profile that you create yourself. And um, some version of that has been around for a while, but this is really kind of, of next level stuff. And I think that's what's exciting about this because it does play into um, the way that they're integrating these platforms. So for instance, Google has as many third-party data providers like a Blue Kai or, or an IOTA or a Lotame will have. These audiences are like, I intend to, I'm in market for a car, I intend to buy, buy this or that. And you can buy those audiences. One of the challenges with those is there's a certain level of latency that comes along with data like that. Um, it's delivered in a, in a way that is not completely real-time and integrated. Mm. Whereas the Google data, 
you're tapping into kind of the matrix, right? It's like the live stream of consciousness to say someone is in market for something. And then as soon as they stop exhibiting that particular behavior, they, they float right out of that audience. So you're not targeting, you guys have probably seen it too. You've been shopping for shoes or something. You buy the shoes and then two weeks later, you're still seeing ads for the same shoes um, online because that data, there's just a certain level of latency to it that is, that's tightening up. And this is part of that. So there's those audiences that we can tap into and have been able to for a while, but those are kind of predetermined by the platforms in one way or another. And they're not hyper-specific. So a lot of our clients are selling very niche, very specific things that aren't necessarily going to be one of these pre-baked categories based on volume and opportunity. So what we can do is go in and put in keywords, put in websites that are gonna create a bespoke artisanal psychographic profile Whoa. <laughs> of this audience. Oh my goodness. That's right, I'm dropping some vocab. Yeah, <laughs> those were the three greatest words right ever. That yeah. is marketing art. Yeah, artisanal. That's right. We're, we're working that into our next intro. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's like a it's like a special shop in Portland where you make your own <laughs> yeah. audiences. Um, and then you can you can target something. So somebody who's in market for something that most people have never heard of and would never appear on on one of those things. Um, you know, like a specific kind of B two B software that one of our clients might be promoting, or um, you know, a a service for for businesses that people just don't even think about. And, and the even the third party data that's more latent is not something that you could buy. Or if you did, you would pay something like a two to $3 CPM for it. Now we can craft and make those ourselves and we can create different ones and different versions of them and test them against each other. And I think the long-term vision is we're gonna be able to tie that buying side platform into the analytics in a way that we can see in real time how those audiences are performing um, to feed that data with a with a real-time feedback back loop back into the buying system. And that's where, I mean, the optimization just kind of goes up to a level that, you know, it goes to 11 at that point. That was, this is one of those things where it's like, we have the technology and we can just go <laughs> deeper and deeper and deeper into this. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we're already there. Which of these companies is going to rule the world within the next five to 10 years? Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, um, Snapchat. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think obviously they're all going to be around in five years and they're going to be influential and big. I think my, you know, my money is on Google for a number of reasons. And I've been accused in my life of being a fanboy for Google. A Google uh, fanboy. So He's few, an insider. A few people at my age would refer to me as a boy at this point, <laughs> but, um, I just think that they've really got uh, a lot of a lot of the right things in play right now. So you've got um, the Android system is really really cranking, and that gives them an ecosystem of data that is hard to match. Um, their open kind of approach to a to platforms, I think, gives them a greater scale in in the marketing sense than something like Apple would ever achieve. And of course, Apple has not doubled down in the marketing space. In fact, they've kind of gone the opposite direction. I mean, I think Amazon is doing some really super interesting things and we're involved in that ecosystem too. So their advertising platform is something that we tap into for some programmatic buying depending on client needs. And I think they're gonna continue to grow that. But, and you know, and Facebook, despite their recent you know, tripping over themselves every other week. I think 
they really have some great products, as you guys well know. But I think if taken on balance at, at what they're up to, if I had to guess whose market cap is going to be the highest, I still think um, I still think Google is going to be the first trillion dollar company on the planet, and mm. I think they're only growing from there. Plus, you look at the Alphabet larger umbrella company stuff that they're doing with the self-driving cars and all of that, and I think you know that's a real interesting peek into the future. Now, you mentioned Facebook. Andrew and I spend a lot of our time in Facebook, uh, whether it's posting or ads or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Facebook changes, at least the back end, it changes all the time, the ad platform for them. Uh, it seems like every month or two they have new updates. In fact, we were talking about it just like yesterday. I think we were talking about like the new structure of how they set yep. it up. Uh, Google has this name change coming around um, with some of their offerings. Do you see any similarities between the two? Um, and what do you think is like the rate of change amongst these technology companies? Yeah, I think that pace of change is continuing to accelerate. I mean, it's just we're we're somewhere around the beginning of the the real hockey stick curve. I think mm-hmm. right now, and the next, I mean, you mentioned the next five years. I mean, in five years, our jobs I think are going to be unrecognizable to what they are today, in in largely positive ways, um, and. And those those things are very similar between the platforms. And you guys notice that too, I'm sure, when, when one of them comes out with something, it's kind of like an ad tech arms race going on. And Facebook has done a fantastic job in ways that people were not expecting or predicting in bringing their ad tech up to par with players like Google, which has been at this for you know 18 years now with, with AdWords. Um, which is now called Google Ads. That was part of that. Google, wait, wait, can you, uh, can you uh, give us the, right. uh, the line? Here's the line. So Google AdWords, which has been around since 2000 or 2001, um, and has been, you know, Google's a $100 billion a year revenue company that almost all of it comes from AdWords. They have changed that to Google Ads, mm. probably had a lot of conversation about that monumental change in their name. <laughs> um, but the the joke that they made at the marketing live summit is, you know, is going from Google AdWords to Google Ads. They've done a really good job of getting the word out. There we go. Yes. There we go. Very good. I love it. Humor. Mm-hmm. I, I got think, it. I think these companies. I think Google might win by default just because, um, just they they might have a better PR agent because you've got Facebook, like you said, tripping over themselves. Yep. Amazon. I saw a video share that like there's obviously workplace allegations make it very tough to work at Amazon. You just don't hear that about Google often, I guess. You hear what you hear is they hire really smart people. You want to get that internship, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. They've they've done a great job, and people love the product. And so, you know, again, I'm the only one at this table old enough to remember the days before Google, probably, and the days before the internet, especially. But I mean, when Google came out, it was like a revelation to to me. And I talked a little bit earlier about the different search engines that you would use. When I first started using the internet regularly, which was in college, I would go to like Excite and Lycos and Yahoo, and you wouldn't find what you were looking for with these search engines. Google's technology, when they came out, it was not like a little bit better than what you were doing before. It was like, for me, it just completely blew my mind. Would you say light years ahead? Light years Mm -hmm. ahead. Nice. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think in terms of you know, PR and their public image, they have done a good job, but but they've had some problems there too. If you look at what's going on in the EU, they've had these multi, 
billion dollar fines that they're still contesting over there. So they've got some privacy challenges like all of these ad tech companies do. Um, I think one company that we didn't talk about that I would throw into that mix about where they're gonna be in five years is Microsoft. I think they're doing some really, really interesting things. Um, not not so much in terms of the the marketing side directly, although you know they bought LinkedIn a little bit ago and have done some good things with that platform. But really, just in terms of their their cloud service and their um, their business software, I think they're going to be a huge huge player in five years, and they're going to continue to grow. With all the changes and the the constant, uh, like you said, the innovation that keeps coming around. Um, why is it is it important to have an an agency represented if you are a company what what can an agency like what, bring to this whole you know shifting of the dynamics well i mean i think that pace of change is the biggest argument to me to have an agency in the first place um you know no no in-house team no matter how good unless you're talking about you know a fortune 50 level company is going to to have the kind of depth and breadth of experience. And the last thing you want as a client is to have kind of that, as a company, is to have that tunnel vision like just within your industry. And one of the great things that an agency can bring is what what are we doing for clients in, in this vertical and that vertical? What's happening in insurance that's gonna inform what we're doing in automotive or education? Uh, and that perspective and, and breadth of experience is something that I think is, to me, the biggest argument, and I, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about like, oh, do, do clients, are clients going to need agencies in a couple of years? There's a lot of talk about people bringing things in house, but I think, you know, the role of the agency is only going to be more critical as the people who are kind of doing the thinking and setting the strategy in in the the way things are changing today. You're a big Jeopardy fan. We only have about a minute before we go to All Claire right. and Claire's game. Uh, Alex Trebek said he might might uh, be out by 2020. Talk uh, about. Are you in line to take his place, or do you have a, a favorite to replace him? I mean, I can't discuss those negotiations <laughs> yeah, the particulars. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll just say that I'm I'm optimistic about what's happening there. No, it, that's that talk about the end of the era. Like even more iconic probably than Double Click is. <laughs> Alex Trebek. Oh wait, that was my next question. I'm glad you you had that joke there. Um, you, you know what are what are some good Google jokes? Because the old the old trusty is the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Google. Uh, do you have any others that you like often refer to just in your catalog of, of knowledge? Just some good Google. Oh, I was not ready for that question. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, one of the lines that I like to use is that you know. You can set your privacy settings on Google, as you guys probably know, and you can go through and see what does Google think about you based on your web browsing behavior. And so I will often you know, bring this up in, in talks I'm giving or whatever. I would just recommend that whenever you do that, just do it in private. You probably don't want to do that while you're in, in front of a bunch of other people because what Google knows about you is maybe stuff that you want only Google to know about you. <laughs> yeah, just you and me, Google. And maybe you don't even know about yourself. <laughs> well, what was that one site I think you recommended where you can look at the data Google has on you? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a site, or you can search something like what, I don't Do you remember this? I think, well, is it the one in... Jess Savage, Jess Savage did it like during the agency meeting, and she yes. was like, oh my God. Yeah. But, but I'm blanking on the site that it was. Well, I think that's within your Google settings. Okay, That yeah. you can go and look at that. And just yeah. look at all the catalogs. Yeah, and oh. look at all of the categories they've got you in and all of that sort of <laughs> stuff. It might be instructive as a good kind of self-reflection opportunity. Right. Yeah. 
Mike, anything else before we go to Claire? Yeah, Mike, did you want to do that now on, on the air? Yeah. For your oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to go through my <laughs> settings and preferences and search history. Actually, nope, no, I'm not. Actually, I forget. <laughs> yep. Anyways, we can go to the next section here. Yeah, cool. Um, well, uh, like I said, guys, we've got a radio DJ from the number one ranked college radio station in the country. Right. Claire Mannion is here. She's our intern uh, for the summer social and content. Claire, I'm going to throw this over to you. You have a game for us to play. Is that right? I do, yes. What is that? So we're calling it Brandyland. Ooh. Yes. So how's it going to go is I'm going to give you um, the original name of some major companies and a little bit of a hint, and then you're going to tell me what their current okay. name is. Is it? So are we? So it's a little rebrand. Re, a little rebrand. rebrand it's Brandyland rebrand, and it's us Versus Claire. It's us versus Claire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's us. Well, we're going to gather here, of us. guys. Oh, wait. We're on the same team? We, we are on the same team yes. against her. Basically, we just got to get more well, right. Doesn't she know the answers? And I know all I'm the confused. answers. So. so if she can stump us. Maybe we'll do it this way. Since Scott is clearly smarter than you and I together. Us two versus Scott. Claire, Claire is trying to stump us all. Scott's going for the W. And maybe we work together on this one. Okay. okay. I think that's a good that Yeah, good. let's mix it up. Okay. Sounds good. You guys ready? Mm. Yep. Um, and I have 10 of them and one tiebreaker, guys. Nice. Okay. Just in case we need it. Just in case we need it. Okay. First one is going to be a... Um, I'm hoping that it's a gimme. But... Originally called Back Rub. Google. Go! Oh, and you know, do you know why it was originally was called Back Rub? No. The creepiest name ever for any yeah, piece a, of technology. It's a very creepy name. So, I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Google's whole idea and what made their search engine results so great in the beginning and continues to contribute today is that they looked at the signals of the backlinks, right? So people were indexing content based on the content that was on the page, right? And that's why people were doing things like keyword stuffing in the early yeah. days of SEO. I'm going to make this game like three hours long. Let's <laughs> get ready for it. Um, but they had the idea that it's probably a good idea that this is quality content when people link to it, right? So if I've got my GeoCities page, that was a 90s internet oh, reference. Oh, GeoCities page, yeah. Um, and I'm linking to this, it probably means that it's valuable, right? I want people to look at it. So the more links, that's kind of your, it was the original social currency of the web, and so that's why it was called Backrub. Backlinks, Backrub. Amazing. Not because that they, you know, touched each other's shoulders a lot <laughs> yeah. in the early days of Google. Oh, yeah, comforting backrubs. All right. <laughs> All right. One the following podcast um, contains okay. content. Number two. This retailer went by the name Sound of Music until 1983 when their most profitable store was hit by a tornado, oh. resulting in a special sale of their damaged goods, but Best Buy's left the original store. Wait, did you say Best, Best Buy? Buy? Best Buy. Best Buy. Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> it, they named it because it was their the Best, Best Buy's left oh, from it was their the damaged store. Oh, so oh. you, you didn't I say the title was just Best Buy's yes, original Best store. Buy's Does Claire get that point? Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Claire okay. gets the point. I get it. Fine. I get okay. it. That's like the cheesy movie where um, they say the, the title of the movie yeah. and the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna take his face off. <laughs> All right. This one might be a little bit more challenging than the first two. This famous beverage brand was originally named Brad's Drink until their rebranding in 1898. Coca-Cola? And I'm going to say Dr. Pepper. You're both wrong. Nah. It's Andrew? Pepsi. Oh, well, Pepsi. 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 <laughs> Pepsi, yeah. That was Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, wow. Pepsi. Okay. Got that. No points there. Point for me. Two, point for yeah, you again. Two points, Claire. Uh, okay. 
Number four we're at. Um, this company created the first wireless data technology developer in North America called Research in Motion, but changed their name Blackberry. Oh, yes. Whoa, I knew we were going to rock He's killing you guys. Yeah. What's the next one? <laughs> I worked in Canada for a long time, so unfair advantage. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Uh, number five, formerly known as Blue Ribbon Sports. This company changed its name to represent the Greek goddess of victory. Oh, Mike? this is Nike. Yes. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Nike. Uh, yeah. I got that one. There we go. We're on the board. We're on the board, dude. Cook it with gas now. <laughs> okay, number six. This company was originally called Drive Yourself, all one word, but changed their name several times until they came to the name that they're known as today um, to represent one of the company's late figureheads. Oh. Drive Yourself? Tesla? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yep. good guess. Oh, oh. Late? Oh, Do you know it? Greyhound? Nope, it's Hertz uh, rent a car. No, I was that was gonna be a rent a car. No, that was not yeah. drive yourself. I guess you're not driving the Greyhound yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number seven. Number Mr. seven. Reeves. <laughs> you can buy just about anything from this online retailer, originally called Auction Web. eBay. Yeah, that's, uh, eBay. that's eBay. I think it's mathematically that's impossible for us here, Mike, but let's have a rally. We only have one, yeah. <laughs> All right, number eight. This company was originally called Computing Tabulating Recording Corporation, but oh now goodness. they go by a three-letter abbreviation. IBM. See, that's the that's the key, and Scott knows this. The key of Jeopardy is you, it's not always about what they're asking; it's about yeah. the cl- the context around. Exactly. Right? It's, exactly. You, gotta, you don't know any. I don't know anything about ballet, but there's like three ballets that every question is about. So. Right. That's all I need. <laughs> three letters. Got me. Number nine. All right. Number nine. Number nine. This fast food chain was originally named Pete's Super Submarines. Subway. Gotta be Subway. Yeah. Gotta that, be Subway. That was an easy one. Gotta be. Gotta yep. be. Yeah. That's a, what do you got? Four points? It's like four to three? We've got two. We got two. Kill it. We're losing. You guys are winning. Yeah. Claire looks at us okay. like, wait, I'm keeping score? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, why, why am I keeping score? <laughs> All right, this is number 10. Uh-oh. Um, this magazine was going to be called Stag Party. Until a late decision, last minute decision, was made to call it this instead. Vogue. No. Um, Maxim. Ooh. Also wrong. Playboy. Ah, uh, Playboy. Playboy. Okay. It's going to be Stag uh, Magazine? Stag Party. Stag Party. Stag Party. Stag Party. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do the tiebreaker. Let's do the tie I think breaker. you two are tied. Yeah, they're tied. That would make sense. Four, four, <laughs> and two. So yeah. it's all, if Scott go. gets it right, he wins. If he gets it wrong, We'll see. I, I think he'll get win. this one. I think he'll get this All one. Right. This search engine was named Jerry's Guide to the World Wide Web. Jerry's Guide to the World Wide Web. We got a chance. Mm. We got a chance. Oh, there's there's a couple of options here. <laughs> I know it's not Google. Um <laughs> I'm gonna say Yahoo. You got it. No! Oh, congratulations, <laughs> Scott Ensign. Uh, Thank you very well, much. Scott. 
thanks for coming in today. Hey, thanks Good for to having me, guys. Thanks for it was fun. Us. Yeah. And Claire, always a pleasure to have you. Here. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Thanks for the great game. Claire's Brandy like, Land. get me out of this internship. Uh, uh, yeah, Scott, thanks again. Um, you can check us out, dixontrawel.com slash podcast. Uh, dixontrawel.com, see what Scott's team does, all the all the things the agency offers. You can check us out there. Scott, anything else you want to add and send off? Um, no, that's it. We're going to have a blog post up about this if you want to do some further light reading in your free time. So Beautiful. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you.